Welcome to the Clarity Confidence Connection Summit, where women break through barriers, unlock their next level of success, and build bonds with other badass business owners. Your host for this session is Candace McKim. Candace is an international intuitive teacher, intuitive business coach, number one international best-selling author of Yogini's Guide, Intuition is a Choice, and Yogini's Guide to Intuition, Oracle Cards. Candace is a TEDx speaker and is the podcast, radio, TV host of the Find Your Hell Yes Show. Candace is recognized as a leading expert on intuition, as well as on women and worth, wealth and wellness, and has shared stages with speakers such as Jack Canfield, Deborah Silverman, and Matt Kahn. Candace is one of the co-creators of the Clarity Confidence Connection Summit and has another amazing guest coming right up. Take it away, Candace. Welcome, welcome, everyone. This is going to be so much fun. <laughs> yes, I'm singing. I'm not a singer. I am so excited to interview, get, getting the privilege of interviewing our amazing co-creator, Samantha Kaawa. Welcome, Samantha. This is going to be awesome. You. I'm so thrilled to be here and being the one on the other end. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. All right. So Samantha's talk title is How to Stop Feeling Crazy in Your Marriage. And I'm going to just introduce you properly. Samantha Kaawa is a best-selling author, speaker, former marriage therapist, empowerment coach for married women, and the founder of The Gems with Samantha Kaawa an international coaching and training company. Her main focus is helping women become their best selves while staying in and completely transforming their marriage. Samantha has been recognized as a leading expert on relationships and is on a mission to help restore trust and faith in the world. She has been featured on Fox, ABC, CBC, and other international publications and podcasts, sharing her counterculture views on relationships. And of course, she is one of our amazing co-creators of the Clarity Confidence Connection movement. So welcome, Samantha. Thank you. Thank you for being my interviewer. I'm so thrilled for this. <laughs> I know. We did this. We just did this a couple of weeks ago uh, on, on my show. Yeah, on your <laughs> on show. my Find on Your Hell Yes show. Okay. So tell everybody how you got uh, tell everybody about your a little bit about background on you on your story and how you got to being this marriage and relationship expert that you are? Yes. So I there's multiple ways that I got to this place. Um, first and foremost, I am a product of divorced parents. And my parents were split up before I was even one and divorced soon after that. And I grew up not knowing what it felt like to have parents together. And along the way, I just noticed and I realized that I made a promise to myself that I never wanted to do that to my children. Not that it was a bad thing. I was actually, you know, in retrospect, quite happy that I didn't grow up with my two parents together because they would have been in high conflict. Um, but that I wanted to have a whole family for myself, that I wanted mm -hmm. to, you know, stay married and have a whole family um, together. And then seven years ago, I found myself on the brink of divorce. And was like, oh my gosh, this self-fulfilling prophecy of me being, you know, deathly scared of having a broken family uh, was coming to fruition. And it was really scary to be in that place, not knowing what to do next and not knowing how to save my marriage and ideally not knowing how to stop feeling crazy, right? That was, that's today's topic is stop feeling crazy. And so mm -hmm. I went on a really deep journey at that time. Uh, and, you know, of course, it's always a perfect storm, right? I think all of you guys can relate. It's always a perfect storm. I was also in grad school at the time for um, my master's degree in becoming a marriage and family therapist, like, eh, like becoming a marriage and family therapist so that I could help marriages, but then also going through a possible divorce at the time. It was just like, I felt so lost and so confused. But so the way that I got to where I am today really was a combination of personal experience and then professional experience, like being able to study how systems work, how families work, how marriages work and what makes them work. Um, and then let me just add this in at our last summit in September, I had broken some big news to everyone that my husband was leaving 
again, this was happening again, right? So seven years earlier, and now we're, we're back here, and he broke the news that he was moving out. And at our last summit in September, it was literally the weekend after the summit that he was packing his things and leaving. And that was about four months ago. And I'm happy to say that using the principles that I'm about to teach you today, he actually let me know not long ago, closer to the beginning of this month, that he does want to be with me and he does want to be with my family and the kids. And he realizes now that he was in a deep depression and that he's working through some addictions. And that is, for me, so... I don't know, I validating, powerful, like empowering to all the principles that I teach. I just knew if I stood steady in what I teach and preach, that things would work out for the highest good of all, not being attached to the outcome, not being attached that he wanted to come back, but really stopping that feeling of feeling crazy in who I am and in my marriage, and then allowing myself to just show up in love. So I'm going to yeah. there. <laughs> yeah, that's just so, so powerful. Like, and I feel what I'm witnessing with you is your own steadiness, your own wholeness within yourself. Mm-hmm. And I know on, on the podcast, you talked about that, like that, that that's how you, that, yeah, talk, tell everybody or talk to everybody about that wholeness that you have within you or that steady, that that feeling, that steadiness within you, and you can see it, it radiates out from you. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I, one of the things that you said in my bio and in our intro is that my, my goal and my dream and my mission is to help restore trust and faith in the world. And I honestly believe that when something happens, that's so, you know, groundbreaking as far as, uh, or world shaking for you, it really breaks the trust that we have within ourselves and we have within the universe, God, whatever that is for you. Um, And that is the key to restoring that groundedness, that, you know, solidness that I have in myself today was working towards and working on restoring the trust and faith that I had, not just in with within myself, but with the universe, with God, with everything that life is, and trusting that it's happening for me, it's happening through me, it's, mm-hmm. this is all divine guidance, it's, it's the good news, like, this is the good news, <laughs> people yeah. thought I was crazy when I said that, like, my husband's moving out, and he's saying he wants a divorce, and I'm like, well, this is the good news, and they're like, what, how is this good news, I'm like, well, I was envisioning this amazing husband, and this amazing dream home, and like, I know that the universe is only doing what I'm asking and this is what it looks like while it's working itself out. Right. Mm-hmm. So yeah, again, it's just going back to rebuilding that trust and faith in life. Yeah. It's the real foundation of our spirituality. Right. And it's mm-hmm. like how, you know, we can, we are, you know, a lot of us, we can trust spirit. We can trust source when things are going really well, but when mm-hmm. things aren't, it's like, how do we stay in that trust? And how do we say that, okay, everything's working for me. This is part of the bigger plan. This is who I am. And I see this a lot with my own clients is that I can't trust my intuition anymore, Mm. right? Instead of realizing their intuition did guide them where they were supposed to go, but they feel like it wasn't, it wasn't kicked in, right? Right. Well, they, what the circumstance situations and conditions, if they're looking to that for validation, it's going to seem like they made the wrong decision or they took the wrong path but when we really come from that internal place of source and like you said intuition we're we know that we were divinely guided to this place and whatever's happening is part of the plan like this is the breaking down for the building of the new like it it's just shedding of the old skin in order to emerge right and one of my favorite mythical creatures is the phoenix like rising from the ashes you can't mm-hmm. rise from the ashes if there's no ashes. Like <laughs> it just doesn't happen, right? That's right. Yeah, 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 and yeah, and just that faith and that trust that yeah, it's all working perfectly for us, and that whether it's good or bad, this is how it's supposed to be, and 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 seeing the the nuggets within it. Yeah. Right? So, in in this, you know, the mission of restoring trust and faith so much easier said than done, right? So much like, okay, yeah, just have more trust. Yeah, just have more faith. It's not easy 
to do those things. It, it is, it comes with practice. It's something that we build within ourselves, right? As we go through these experiences and every challenge that we face, face is an opportunity to build that muscle, to build mm-hmm. that belief, to build that faith. And so today, what I wanted to share with you, right? How to stop feeling crazy in your marriage. I actually have a four pillar approach. So I'm, I'll, I'll tell with you, I'll tell you what the four pillars are, but we're only going to dive into part of the first one in this hour that we have together, right? Or 50 minutes that we have together. So in order to, you know, not overwhelm you with information. So I'll, I'll share with you my four pillars and then we'll go into um, the first pillar a little bit deeper. And some of that I shared with you on your podcast, Candice, um, but let's start here. So my four pillar approach, um, and I've, you know, as we work through life, we're constantly like creating and recreating and creating and recreating. And so over time, these are the four pillars that I believe has helped me to stand firm. And this is, this is my mentor, one of my mentors, Mary Morrissey, she uses this terminology, standing firm while our world is shaking. That's, these four pillars have helped me do that. So the first pillar is building blocks and breakthrough beliefs. That's our first pillar, building blocks and breakthrough beliefs. We need to have, yep. Building blocks, say that again. Yep, building blocks and breakthrough beliefs. Okay. Because we need to have, I think we know that thoughts are things. Everything begins with our thinking. We are, that's, that's the point of us that is the creator, right? Is our thoughts and our Mm -hmm. beliefs and our beliefs really dictate our lives. So we need to have some really foundational building blocks of beliefs. And then we also need some breakthrough ones, right? The ones that will let us get through those stuck points, Yeah, which is yeah. what we're going to dive into deeper today. Great. Because that's what the summit's all about, right? Is <laughs> yes, like breaking exactly. through those barriers that yes. are holding us back. And cause we can feel it. Like I find it so interesting that, and I do, I go through this myself over and over and over again. It's like, Ah, I can feel that there's something holding me back, but I don't can't quite put my finger on it all the time. And I don't quite know always how to break through it. I mean, I continually to break through, but I don't quite know. Yeah. Like I do know what some of the steps I use, but yeah, I think this is brilliant. Okay. Number two. Okay. Yeah. So that was our first pillar. Our second pillar is values, vision, and vibration. Right. Values, vision, and vibration. Yes, that's the second pillar, right? So values, vision, and vibration, which is so important for us to understand our values, to create a vision for what we would love, and really get into that vibrational frequency that brings us what we would love, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's pillar number two, which we won't get into today, but I think you kind of get the gist of that. So at least it gives you some um, things to think about. And then the third pillar is transformational or sorry, transformation and transcendence tools. Because I don't know a carpenter who can't, who, who can build a house without some tools. I mean, I'm sure there are out there ones that can like squeeze together uh, wood and then it turns out into a house <laughs> without any tools. I'm sure there are, <laughs> but in some way, shape or form, they're using some skill set right? Uh, Even if it's an internal tool, an internal wisdom to build this house. So we need tools. Yeah, there's no way that I could have gotten here today without the tools, the transformation and transcendence tools that I have today. No, none of us could. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's important to build that toolbox. And then the fourth pillar, right? So that we have four pillars holding up our amazing house of life is metaphysics and mental science. And when I talk about metaphysics, I'm talking about universal laws, I'm talking about spiritual truths. And these are things that the reason why that's the fourth pillar for me is because it wasn't until I took really a deep dive into all those other things that I was able to even start begin to understand the spiritual laws that exist. Although I started learning them early on, it wasn't until after I did all those other deep dives that I began to actually be able to apply these principles into my life so that metaphysics, those universal laws and 
the mental sciences, right? We have mental faculties. And here, I'll give you like an extra um, bonus that I wasn't planning on it. But here, there are six mental faculties that we all have that you can build. These are mental muscles that you can exercise and build all the time. And we're, we're constantly using them, even if you don't know you are. So yeah. these six mental faculties are imagination, intuition, will, memory, reason, and perception. Love it. Love so it, love imagination, it, it. intuition, will, memory, reason, and perception. And Candice is a beautiful, she's a beautiful guide in learning how to tap into your intuition, right? That's one of the muscles that we have in order to build up this strong mindset. Mm -hmm. um, yes, imagination, intuition, will, memory, reason, and perception. So those are the four pillars that I teach foundationally to all of my clients in order to not only just stop feeling crazy in their marriage, but also to become their best self, yeah, right? Because yeah. my women that I work with are married and they feel crazy in their marriage and they don't want that. But more importantly, they want to be their best version of themselves, that they feel stuck at a point where they can't get to that place of feeling free, feeling the best version of them showing up each and every day, right? So this these four pillars are not just to stop feeling crazy, but it's also to just simply become your best self. Yeah. Like I feel like so many women, whether you're married or not, feel like there's something more out there. There's something yeah. more for them. Yeah. Right. And then there were told for lifetimes, right. Generations, lifetimes to be happy with what you have. You shouldn't want more. Right. And that even just even starting to go there makes you feel like a crazy person. Right. Yes. You have these desires you have, you know, there's something within us women. I feel more maybe men too, probably, but I feel for women, right. That there's this feeling that's within them, that there's something more. Yeah. And yet you're always told to be satisfied with the way things are and you shouldn't want more. And so it's like this push and pull that makes you start to feel like you're crazy. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And that's, yeah. it's so true. Our society, the way that we're, you know, trained and, and molded really does cause us to question ourselves. Like, you know, we we're talking about intuition moments ago. And when our intuition is saying something and trying to express itself in the world around us is saying the opposite thing. It's a natural response to say, am I crazy? Am I the only one thinking mm -hmm. like this? I yeah, and then in, and so then in marriages too, like you have you have these knowings, you have your intuition, and you and then you're being told something else, yeah. right? And it's like it just doesn't line up. And so we, and especially as women, I think again that we start to look within ourselves, going, "Am I crazy? Like, am I really making this up? Like, I yeah. feel it, but am I like logically well, they're telling me something different?" Yeah, and I think it's because those of us who one are empaths, but two are very introspective, we tend to go inward before we go outward, right? So we will question ourselves naturally before we question the world because we're just so introspective. We're so dedicated to growing and, and making sure that we are showing up as our best selves that sometimes it works, I guess, against us because yeah. then we start questioning it altogether, right? Yeah. 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 So those yeah. are the four pillars. And I want to go into pillar number one, the building blocks and breakthrough beliefs. And I want to share with you today four beliefs. So I actually call them marriage mind shifts that can help you to break through this feeling of crazy and unlock really your best self in every area, not just your marriage. Okay. So we'll go into one. So Candace had some previews of these mind shifts in her show that we did Love two it. weeks ago. So you can go hear some extra tips on that show as well. But the first, the very first mind shift that I want to share with you in any relationship is that your relationships, especially your marriage, I just have to say, like, it's always like the most sacred relationship we have is our marriage or our significant other, um, is a perfect reflection of your beliefs. So I'll say it again your relationship or your marriage is a perfect reflection of your beliefs. 
And you're going to say, what? No, I don't believe that someone should cheat on me. I don't believe that someone should lie to me. I don't believe, right? Yes. (laughs) And we have deeper core beliefs that were ingrained in us over the course of our lives. Some of us past lives. But for me, just remember, I told you earlier that I grew up in a family of divorce, not just my parents, but my grandparents, my aunties and uncles. And I believed that men leave and that they in some ways can't be trusted. Like that was the unspoken message that was instilled in the family. But the fact that they leave was, was, was a true thing. Like that was, (laughs) that happened. Right. And so, Mm -hmm. but that was so deep. It was so deep and so subconscious and it was, and then it happened, right. That self-fulfilling prophecy seven years ago, there was an addiction that was revealed in my marriage and we were on the brink of divorce. So again, men leave. And yeah, just recently too, in September, like, look, it's still obviously there in, in the upward spiral that I'm working through this subconscious belief that men leave. Mm-hmm. I'll pause there. Like, I just want to pause there for that. For- yeah. And I want to say it again, your relationship is a perfect reflection of your beliefs. Um, yeah. And I'm just even- subconscious. Pardon me? A lot of the times it's a subconscious belief too. Yeah. Like I just, I'm thinking to my first marriage, right. Mm -hmm. And I went in as I was a, I was a young social worker and I, yeah, I was, that's what I did. Right. I wanted to help people and help people and help people. So I got into a relationship where, and marriage where I, he needed a lot of help. It ended up through the relationship that he ended up having being bipolar. And yeah, it was a very, very, scary, scary, and, you know, turmoil, lots of turmoil relationship, but that's who I went in there with, where this relationship, I went in with not wanting to fix anything. Like I want somebody who's completely whole as well. Yeah. Yeah, And your belief shifted to, I can have a healthy relationship where both people are whole, like that belief took with you and brought to you a whole marriage, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I know that that, and I, I, I talked to many, many people about this being counterculture, because this is not something people talk about all the time, even though many people agree with me, it's still sometimes hard to swallow because you're like, I don't deserve, and I'm not saying anyone deserves the abuse or are calling that in or no. attracting it themselves. What I'm really saying is that in order to empower yourself, right, to mm-hmm. really take hold of your results moving forward. We need to acknowledge that there's a part of me that believes that this is what I either deserve, or this is how the world works, or mm-hmm. this is my experience of it. Right. Yeah. And like you said, it can be on a subconscious level, right? Yes. Super subconscious. Mm-hmm. Okay. So yeah. that is the first mind shift that I wanted to share with you. The second mind shift is all, and I will, I'll, I'll disclaim this here. <laughs> All healthy relationships must be built on a foundation of self-trust. And I know we talked about trust and faith earlier, but I have heard over and over again with many of my couples, with many of my women, I can't trust him. He's done this to betray me. And I, there's nothing that he's done to prove that he's trustworthy again, right? You have to earn my trust back. (laughs) <laughs> and I'm like, okay, like, yeah, sort of. The The reality is, I, as I said earlier, when that moment of betrayal happens, it's not just a, a breach in trust with that person. It's a breach in trust with yourself. They're like, how did I not see that? You know, how was I so naive? I'm just so stupid to like have believed him. Like what the heck was happening? Right. And so we start questioning ourselves. Like, how how could I not have known? How could we not have known for me seven years ago? What what almost broke our marriage was finding out about a 10-year addiction that was hiding behind my back. My husband was hiding this 10-year addiction. I was at that point a substance abuse counselor. <laughs> I felt like an idiot. Right. Because it's like, how could I not know? It's right in front of my face. Like, what the heck? And I didn't trust myself. Yeah, that's yeah, like, the, yeah, you go. Yeah, exactly. Like, how did I not know? And so then you stop trusting yourself. And then, yeah, and if, you know, if you didn't uh, stay in that marriage, 
it would you would take that into another relationship and another relationship right oh a hundred percent that was it would have just kept going until I learned my lesson I'm sure of it you yeah. know yeah and and I want to extend this thought here so it's not just about rebuilding the trust within yourself right because one of the things that I teach my women is like no matter if you're going to stay in this marriage if you're going to stay in this relationship just trust that if this ever does come up again hence the addiction showed up again in my marriage this past September and I navigated that with trust like I trusted myself in that situation and that was my goal like that was me like oh my gosh I did it right because that's that's it it's like I'm staying in this marriage and I'm just going to trust myself if this, if this ever shows up again, that I'll know how to navigate it, that I will do it with love, that I will do it knowing that I'm the best version of myself and that, yeah, maybe it's a reflection of a belief that I have so I can make some changes there. But for the most part, this is his experience and I didn't own it. Yeah. And trusting that you're going to be able to handle it if it ha- happens again. Exactly. Or trust. You know, like I think back. So when I split up with my, my first husband, I had a three month old and a three year old. So just little babies. And, um, I don't know, a year later I met my now husband and we, I was still like, I hadn't even finished, completed the divorce yet. Right. And I met my new, my present husband and, um, we, I owned my own house and I owned my own business and I, he wanted me to move away with him. And it's like, and I did after I'd gone through this really, you know, rough, not rough marriage, but yeah, it ended up being pretty rough at the end. And um, yeah, and just tapping into that trusting of yourself that I knew that if it didn't work out, I could always go home. I could always, you know, I I would be able to figure it out. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You could make the next right decision. Yeah. Yeah. And there is no wrong decision in this journey. It's just the different routes that we choose. And that leads me to another component of the self-trust. I actually use an uppercase S to define self-trust because it's our higher self that we must trust, Mm -hmm. right? It's the divine guidance. And I realized seven years ago that I didn't have a higher power or a relation. I mean, okay, we all have one, but (laughs) at least a relationship with one. I didn't have a relationship with a higher power. I was like, church, like, nope, that didn't do me good. God, I don't know, maybe, <laughs> you know, that's how I was. And yeah. I didn't truly understand what people were talking about when they're like this higher source, higher power, higher self. And I was like, I don't know what, what that is, you know? And mm-hmm. until I really got a deeper understanding that, you know, there's these beautiful energies that are happening that connect all of us that exist everywhere even in the voids right Mm -hmm. that there's there's energy everything's vibrating everything's connected did I start to understand what it meant to trust that higher source energy right that the all ever you know all-encompassing love that exists around us and and when I was able to begin trusting that part of myself like that higher self in me That's when I was starting to able, like I was able to start saying, okay, this is what it looks like while it's all working out. Okay, this is the good news, right? When I started trusting that higher part of myself. Yeah. And it and when you're going through the tough times, it's really hard to trust source, whether they're there, whether you, you know, you have a relationship before or an app or not, it's that's but it is so it is so powerful when you have that, when you have that connection. Yeah. And so of course it's about finding the support that you need to rebuild that. And then mm-hmm. I knew that it wasn't over after we stayed married seven years ago, after we came through that really my dark night of the soul, that was more of my dark night of the soul. When we came through that, I was like, okay, I'm going to continue to build this relationship, build the trust, build the trust, build the trust. And that when this most recent event came up in my life, right that it wasn't going back to like square one and trying to rebuild trust from a from a place of chaos from a place of you know emergency it was already being been established for the past seven years like I already was building it so yeah it's it's over time for sure (laughs) yeah and so what so what tricks do you have to start 
do you have some tricks that you use personally that you just keep tapping back in to trust, to trust, to trust so that you have this good like memory almost right of, of trust that you can use when you, when you need it? Yeah. I mean, I have never, so what I do is I actually go back to some of my memories of like, maybe not so happy moments, um, what I would call failures, maybe, you know, if, if you even use that term or just challenging moments in my life. And I look back at those challenging moments and there's never, there hasn't been one that I didn't survive, right? Like first mm -hmm. and foremost, you're here today, you survived the challenge, whatever it was. And I also have found a gem, I would say a gift, in each of those challenges that helped me grow. Mm -hmm. And so by knowing that every challenge that I faced, I one survived and two helped me grow. I knew, I know now that every challenge moving forward, that I have the potential to survive. And I know that there's a gift in there. And if I can't see it right away, I go find, I go dig for it. Like, I'm like, there's a gem here. There's a gem here. There's a gem here. And that's what my business name means. The gems actually yeah. stands for the gift of each meaningful moment shared like yeah. we have gems in every moment we share with another being even yeah. with the planet right yeah so yeah, yeah. that's yeah. my tip that would be my one tip today love it love it yeah and it's and there's a gem in there good bad or ugly there's a gem in there <laughs> yes absolutely so that I guess brings me to the the third mind shift that I wanted to share with you today and it's one of the more profound ones. Um, but at the same time, I think once you hear it, it's like, oh yeah, it makes sense. So the, the third mind shift is it only takes one person to transform any relationship. It only takes one person and to transform a relationship. And most people, depending where, you know, from what viewpoint they come from, it's like, what? thought marriage is 50-50, Sam. I thought, you know, he has to pull his weight and I have to pull my weight. And, you know, it doesn't it take two to tango? Like what happened? <laughs> oh yeah, I see yeah. like some emojis there. Yeah, it only actually, so let me just like back this up with some science because I like science too. Um, if you have ever studied open systems, like an ecosystem. So I know each of you studied some kind of science in school growing up. And you taught, you learned about your ecosystem that you live in, right? There's an ecosystem and it circulates. That's an open system. Well, when you change one part of that system, may it be an extinction of an animal species or a change in the environment, right? If you change one part of the system, by law, by scientific law, the system must change to accommodate that, right? Or it will come to a natural completion by law, by universal physical scientific law, right? So if you right. change one part of a system, by law, the system must and will change or will come to a natural completion. That applies to your marriage. Your marriage is an open system. Every relationship you have is an open system in, in essence, right? But so if you change, your partner must and will in fact either rise up to the occasion or your relationship will come to a natural completion and you will feel it. It will be a calm, confident energy in you that it is complete, right? It doesn't mm. have to be this nasty, angry, hurtful ending. It can be a natural completion. And all you have to do is hold your energy steady. And that's what happened in September. I have got, I have, I know I got so good at holding my frequency at yeah. this vibration, because I was working for seven years beyond that, but really intentionally for seven years, I was working to keep my vibration here. Like, I'm like, this is what I would love. This is what I would love. And mm -hmm. I got, I started to build this cadence. I started to build momentum and it shook my husband to the core. It really did. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. And, it, yeah. and it wasn't me outgrowing him. It was me being the change agent. I right. Be, and so you hold your yeah. vibration here and he can either rise to it yes. or not. Or, or we can come to a natural completion. And what yeah. he thought at that moment, 
he was like, I can't complete this. Like, I mean, I can't, I can't rise up with this. I don't want this anymore. I don't want to do this. I don't want to be married to you. So it would look somewhat like a completion. It could have been right. And I would have been okay with that as well, because I knew I was showing up as my best self in my marriage. So I would have been okay with that. Um, but I also kind of knew like, this is what it looks like when water's about to boil it gets a little rocky. (laughs) It gets a little ugly before it creates that phase change and then starts to level itself out, right? That boil. So I knew that this kind of is likely what it's going to look like while he's transforming as well, right? Right. All of our dark nights of the souls, I can't imagine looked pretty. (laughs) (laughs) No. (laughs) I was holding that. Okay, this is him like in his transformation, happening and it's not very pretty and I'm not going to take that personal yeah right so just maintaining staying in your own personal power and allowing it to I like either he rises up and you let like meet each other or it comes to a natural completion I love that and, and that's why I always say like don't be afraid of outgrowing your partner because by scientific law they will if you are worried about outgrowing your partner this is what happens you grow And then your partner like does this little thing and you come back down because you're worried. You're like, oh no, I'm not going to connect with them anymore. And I'm going to lose the marriage. Right. And then you go back up and then your partner kind of maybe does this again. And then you go back down. So you're not creating the consistency that you need to allow them to create their next phase change. And you're like, well, why isn't it working? Why is it, why aren't Mm -hmm. they growing? It's because we're in in fear trying to meet them back where they're at. And I was that's why it took or so drag long them up <laughs> yeah, right well attract them up right like uh, draw them up and that's why it took so long for me because I was doing that for a few years I was going up and down up and down growing and like oh no I don't want to lose it up uh, oh no I don't want to lose it and then it wasn't giving him enough room to grow through that right to expand yeah. and choose and give him free will and choice of like I, I think I was scared to allow him to choose the completion right and that mm. and in September, I was no longer afraid of that because I knew that if it was complete, because I was actually happy in my marriage. So that was a blind side for me. But nonetheless, like I was, I felt good about it. Like I was like, I've been showing up, we've been having date nights, we've been doing good, right? All of those things. So yeah, and I see it so much. And you probably do too, in the workshops that we do and in summits like this in retreats, and then the women go home and they feel so amazing. And, you know, anybody watching this, you start to, you know, your energy is shifting. It's inevitable. If you're watching any of these talks, your energy is going to shift. And then when you go home, how do you align your energy to the people at home? And I always re- recommend that uh, for for anybody that's shifting in these kinds of trainings to go home and hug your children, mm-hmm. hug your partner and bring them into your energy field. Your animals will automatically come. If you go home, you'll autom- you'll notice your cats and dogs will automatically come and your little kids, but their older children, bring them into your energy, give them a hug. And then the same with your partner. And sometimes what I've done in the past is I'll actually spin the energy around my husband and I. Nice. We'll be laying in bed and I'll like start spinning the energy around the two of us and he'll go, what are you doing? You're making me all hot. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, it's good for us. Just, just relax. It's good for us. <laughs> take it in, take it in. Just, just oh, lay, okay. just lay there. It'll be good. Yeah. Yes. Oh, so good. And yeah, I agree. It's, it's really having trust and faith that your growth will expand everyone around you. And that yeah. you don't have to shrink back down to other people's vibration. And not to say one is more greater or lesser than, but just the different frequencies, right? Like you don't have to go back to someone, an old frequency in order to stay connected to someone. Like trust that they'll grow with you. Trust mm-hmm. that, you know, they'll come along and in their good time, right? In their own time. And yeah. if not, it will come to a completion in a way that feels so beautiful and so good to you that yeah. you will honor that relationship no matter what. Right. Yeah. So that's that's the the third um mind shift. And I have one more yeah, and it's really short. It. And but but quite the most profound, I think, once I realized it, is that everything is a relationship. Mm. So you are the change agent in any relationship, and that everything is a relationship because you relate to the world around you, the tree outside, your house, your computer, money, right? All the things is that you relate to them. You have a relationship 
with all these different things. And you are the one that gets to be the change agent in every single one of those relationships, not just with other people, with your health, with your own body. Like we relate to the world, to the universe, to everything. Yeah. And it's, I guess I use the word connection, right? Yes. Right. And we're using this, we're using connection in our summit, like, right. Clarity, confidence, and connection. But yeah, like everything is connected, body, mind, spirit, right. And then all of us are connected. We're connected to plants. And so you're saying you're using, would you say that's the same interchangeable word relationship as? Yeah. Well, I, yeah, absolutely. I think there is a connection between everything. And if you're able to look at, look through the lens of relationships and say, I relate to everything. Yes. I'm connected Mm -hmm. to everything. But the reason why I, I use that, that statement, everything is a relationship is because I just gave you three really breakthrough beliefs that you can transform any relationship, you yourself. And therefore, if everything's a relationship, you get to transform everything in your life, right? Yeah. So it's, yes, yeah. it's, it's interchangeable connection and relationship. The reason why I use it in that, con- in that context is because it empowers us to say, oh, well, I know how to change relationships. I can do that. It's simply a connection. It's not this, this set thing we relate to everything. Everything has this openness with us, right? This open system between us. And now we get to transform that by simply transforming ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love that. That is beautiful. Beautiful. Um, Put in your questions. If anybody has any questions, you can put some questions in the chat. So tell everybody about your gifts, your free gift. Tell everybody about your gift. Yes. So I do have a gift. Um, And this particular gift, this free gift that you're about to get really helps. It's, it's very specific, right? Do I stay or do I go? And it's a guide and it's three key questions to ask yourself before you leave your marriage. So these are for the people, you know, obviously my title was how to stop feeling crazy in your marriage. (laughs) So, um, I wanted to give you a very specific gift for that. And I find that a lot of women are on the fence of like staying or going when they're going through this self-transformation or, you know, maybe they feel like they're outgrowing their husbands or spouses. And so they stay on this fence of like, do I stay? Do I go? Um, Oh, when we're good, I want to stay. Oh, when we're bad, I want to, like, I want a divorce. Right. Mm -hmm. And this place is the place of suffering. (laughs) Right. Yeah. And that's what I want to help people get off of is the fence of suffering. We don't want to sit on that fence of indecision we want to make a decision and act on it. And then you can always make a new decision and act on it, but never stay on this fence of indecision. And so these three key questions will help you um, in your marriage. It helped me. It literally is what I asked myself or actually what some other people asked me too, um, in order for me to decide, no, I'm going to be in and I'm staying in this marriage until I am a whole person. That is what I said seven years ago. And why we didn't get divorced was because I said, I am not leaving this marriage until I'm a whole person, meaning that I'm not going into the next one, a broken person. Like I'm not going into the next relationship with some baggage. Like I want to get all the baggage out here. So thank you for being my my partner in growing this, growing this way. Right. Yeah. So. Yeah. And I just love that, that you're saying that because that's so true. Like we, we don't trust ourselves and we don't trust our, our partners, but ultimately we don't trust ourselves. Why didn't I see this was going on? Why did I marry them in the first place? That kind of thing. And then, yeah. And then, but coming in. So then if we take that into our next relationship, we're just creating the same thing, right? Like as you you're saying, right. Yeah. Um, well, it, it, it would yeah. be created because the belief hasn't transformed again, mm-hmm. right? So if we yeah. haven't transformed or up-leveled the belief that we have, subconscious or not, it's still going to recreate itself, right? And I also trust that the universe will give us what we need until we get it. So <laughs> yeah, and yeah. the reflection, right? Like your relationship is a perfect reflection of your belief. So if you don't shift those, then like you said, you're going to go into the next relation, another relationship, and it'll be the same, same situation. Yeah, it'll perpetuate for sure. Yeah. 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 All right. Um, do you want to answer a question? And then we'll tell everybody about sure. your VIP gift. Yeah. All right. So Chelsea's asked, 
Were there times when you were afraid of or had conflict in your relationship with your business? And the belief you were talking about before, was that what you chose the partner in your life with? And what is the belief now that you've chose that you choose with? Okay, so where were the times you were afraid of or had conflict in your relationship with your business? So yes, like going off of the fourth mind shift, which everything is a relationship. Yes, I have a relationship with my business. And there were absolute there are times that I'm scared all the time. (laughs) Fear is my friend, because I know I am on the edge of the life I've known up until now. That is how I relate with fear in my business. And taking the leap again, it's the life, you know, what say Say fear is my friend because it's simply the edge of the life I've known up until now. Mm. I've, oh, I see the reason I'm scared is because I'm bumping up some bumping up against something that's new. That's different. That's unendeavored before like (laughs) unnavigated territory. And so that's what the fear means to me, at least. And so when it comes to business, yeah, I've taken many, many leaps of faith, um, the summit to be one of them. Uh, And I now believe that what I said, like fear is my friend, because it's just the edge of the life I've known up until now. Um, And that it's the good news that I've reached a new threshold that, oh my gosh, here's an opportunity to grow. So that's what's helped me in my business to step in with fear. And then what is uh, what is the belief about my life? part? So the original belief with my husband was men leave me and they cannot be trusted, which was so evident in what showed up in my life, uh, not just with him, but with other relationships um, with men. And then the new belief now is that it's not about trusting men. It's about trusting me. Mm, I love it. And so I can, I, no matter what people do outside of me, I can never control that, but I get to choose me and I get to trust me that I'll show up in the way that feels good in any given moment, any, any circumstance, situation, or condition. Love it. Love it. And somebody else was asking, what does the gem stand for again? Yeah. So it stands for the gift of each meaningful moment shared each meaningful moment shared gifts of each meaningful moment shared um so that's what the gems stand for and then I did see a question earlier I don't know if they're still here um but it was for the first mind shift of your relationship is a perfect reflection of your beliefs and they were asking about it how does that work with children um Mm -hmm. so I just wanted to honor that question because I did see it um and I don't believe that as children, we, we're forming our belief system. And so until we've completely formed our belief system based on our experiences, for the most part, we take on the beliefs of our parents or the people that are caregivers. So mm-hmm. sometimes what happens in our, in, for children is they take on the belief of a, a parent or a caregiver and that projects out into their life. Right. So that's I think if that if if that's the way you were asking the question, you know, we take on the beliefs of our caregivers until we end up creating our own beliefs for ourselves as adults um, through our life experience. And then in relation to like if you're talking about how our relationships are a reflection of our beliefs and you're talking about the child is on the outside of that, I, I think it's just around the beliefs of children right? And around the beliefs of how we engage with or how we relate to children. And that belief will perpetuate there. So I hope I answered the question. I wasn't sure which way it was going. Yeah. And also, like you said, you had, you got that belief at a very young age that you don't want to be in a marriage that ends, right? So it imprinted really young. Yeah. So tell everybody about your VIP gift. Yes, I know we're running out of time. Sorry. Um, so the VIP gift is our VIP day. Um, so Candice Ranchell and I are having an amazing VIP day um, in February. And the if you do not have the a VIP ticket, go get that. I know I'm doing your job, Candice, but <laughs> we want you there at our VIP day. We're going to talk about relationships. We're going to talk about business. We're going to talk about intuition. 
the last VIP day we had was so power packed. And so I just love the synergy of everyone being there together um, as like an encore of what we're doing right now. Yeah, I'm just going to be talking about the chakras and manifesting through the chakras. And it's five hours with Renchal and Samantha and I. And um, yeah, I can't remember how many were there last time, but it, it was really an opportunity for people to talk to us. And so it's I, I can't even remember the value. It's several thousand dollars worth of value for just the VIP day. So for ninety seven dollars, you get the VIP day with the three of us, plus all the other forty thousand dollars with worth of amazing gifts yeah yeah um okay so tell everybody how every how they can work with you how they can reach you yeah so first of all go get the vip ticket come to the vip day and there are many ways that i work with my women in marriage um so we can talk about working one-on-one -on -one, we can talk about working in groups and i also uh started reintegrating couple work into my um menu of services again and so if you're interested, you can go ahead and go to my website at thegems.com, T-H-E-G-E-M-M-S.com. But I think the best way is to come to the VIP day and then we go from there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I agree. Come to the VIP day and then we can, uh, we can do even more deeper, deeper work and really make some, make a, some impact. Okay, so now we are going to be um, closing up here and then we're going back to our three tracks. And I have no idea who's on the next three tracks. I, I know Bernie, Rose, and Elizabeth. I think those are the three people that I will be speaking next. Okay, I'm going to be talking to Journey. And who did you say, Rose? Journey, Rose will be talking to Ranchelle, and I'll be talking to Elizabeth. Beautiful, beautiful. And Journey's talking on networking with heart. So again, thank you so much, Samantha, and get your gifts. So the gifts are in the chat. So grab the gift, one gift for, for everybody, and then upgrade to a VIP so you can join us for the VIP day. So what are some last words of wisdom, Samantha, that you want to share with everybody? Oh, my. And there's so many things that I would say. Um, my final words of wisdom to everyone is to really lean in and mm. just lean into trusting yourself like this. You are guided. You are resourced. You are loved. And I want you to own that, to feel that and to know. That. Mm. Love that. Love that so much. Okay, we will see you on the other side, everybody. See you on the other side. Thanks Bye, so much, everybody. Samantha. That was amazing. Thank you for joining us for another amazing session on the Clarity Confidence Connection Summit, where women break through barriers, unlock their next level of success, and build bonds with other badass business owners. For recordings of all sessions, plus an amazing VIP gift bundle full of courses and resources from our knowledgeable speakers, you can upgrade to a VIP ticket for only $97. If you have any questions or run into any challenges during the summit, email our support team at breakthrough at clarityconfidenceconnection.com. Stay tuned. We have another fantastic speaker coming right up.